and sure. I it makes me question like why can't we have a Monsters Inc. musical? Like Well. I know it's not Disney. Billy Crystal, you're already on Broadway. Come on. <laughs> Let's get to it. We know those doll- 101 Dalmatian puppets look great, so we can do it. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your wife's community production of The Lion King Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. And you can leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) To find out more. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. Unless you're over Instagram because of the whole blow up. Who knows? Yeah, you know, we get it. We get it. Email us. Overrated. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> Email us. <laughs> Speaking of that, in today's mm. episode, we're discussing overrated shows. Are they overrated or properly rated? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're literally about to fight. Like, we're not together, but we're the, the yeah, guns. But we're the, together. You know, these things are out. They're ready. The, you do realize it's not a visual medium? <laughs> these things are out. What yeah, are you talking about, Rachel? Sound that sounds like a lot of uh, My interesting... forearms and my biceps. They're out. <laughs> My ears are out. I was going to say guns, but then I was like, gun violence is not good. And I meant mm. these guns, like my yeah. bicep guns. guns so my I'm guns and no ships guns. are out. Ooh, no! Geez. Oh, all right, Rachel. Let's get into <laughs> it. Let's get into those under... Or, uh, oh, my gosh. I can't even... <laughs> my brain. My. Let's get into the overrated shows. I Actually, talking in that, you know... We talked about underrated shows in our episode 12. If you guys are just tuning in with us, you can go back and listen to that episode. Super fun. We may do it again sometime because we just scratched the surface on underrated, I feel like. It's we true. scratched I've... that little, little surface. We did yeah. the baby, the baby pool version of yes, underrated the baby shows. Pool. Yeah, we had our floaties on, <laughs> all of that, that fun stuff. But in today's episode, we'll be talking about musicals plays i have a play i don't know if you have a play. proud of you yeah it's it's I... controversial oh <laughs> all my picks i i i'm gonna feel that all my picks are controversial i just gotta yeah. say i feel like I maybe think... there's this is the disclaimer we these are right. our opinions the yeah. two of us don't even necessarily agree 
That's why we're going to have a great conversation today about overrated shows. Things we think are overrated. It's going to get heated. It is going to get heated, but it's going to be okay. (laughs) We're still going to be theater nerds at the end of this. So, you know, let us know also your thoughts. We understand if you disagree, but let us know. Don't be a silent partner in this. You know, let us. No, do not be. Yeah, speak your opinion and it will be heard, but maybe not shared. <laughs> Beautiful um, sentiments. Beautiful. That's gonna be on my tombstone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you do know. I mean, Rachel and I have lots of thoughts and opinions. That's why we mm-hmm. started this show. Yeah. Um, true. So Fair. we we like Rachel was saying. We know that you not all of you will agree. Some of you will disagree or agree but um and like we said we, i don't think rachel and i will probably even agree with each other's lists um yeah. so but it it's an overall fun discussion it is we're gonna have a great shows. time and we're gonna That's talk fine. about why we think things are overrated or not yeah so tell me when you think about the term overrated what is that yeah. what do you th- what does that come to mind tell me your opinion what does that mean what is all of this yeah well taylor what a great question because t- as i was thinking about our overrated shows i knew we were going to do this episode and i was like Arr! because <laughs> as taylor said everything that i can think of somehow feels controversial and i was like why does it feel controversial rachel and here's the reason why because often overrated shows are popular shows which means that there's some reason people like it and right. also they're probably popular because they're good right like mm. there is some level of these things being very good like baseline great or good at least and then they're like they grew popular and then they became super popular and now it's like they're so popular but you're like is that a proper proportion to how good they are or is it just mm. like super popular and kind of overrated right? right so i think that's the thing is that baseline these things are good or great but then the drive like of people flu- like fluxing in and like wanting and every content and everything being built on on these shows or on things is now in proportion overrated in comparison to the quality of the show. Right. And I think the other thing that has to be said is be- there is like only a finite amount of resources that go into musicals. Gosh, if we haven't mm. seen that over the past few weeks right. with everything closing on Broadway and then some things moving to Broadway and something staying except, on Broadway. Except into the woods, into the woods, ex- extending, extending. Yes, you've heard it here. <laughs> um, yeah, but like there's a finite amount of resources. There's a finite amount of times I can listen to, you know, music in, throughout my day, right? And right. so if people are overwhelmingly obsessed or invested in a show that is good but maybe not as good or it's just as good as others and we're not giving time to others that's also hard right like Mm. because there's a finite amount of resources of our investment we're like spread the wealth right like we want people to listen to dogfight just as much as they listen to some of the shows that we're going to talk about today and that's really that's where the i think that's the like pinnacle issue that I have with overrated shows is I'm like, but give these other things a chance. Have you given mm. them a chance? Kind of situation. Have you given them a chance? <laughs> you just went full Italian, like Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> Listen, so I'm upset. Yeah. yeah. 
What she's upset, you, and when when Rachel's upset, she turns into Mario. Apparently, <laughs> Luigi. Um, <laughs> yes. Find I'm her on Hinge. Thanks for that. Shout out. It's interesting because while you were talking, I was thinking like, I think underrated and overrated shows. Yeah, they're both equal. Can be equally groundbreaking and change and change like they can both like change the face of musical theater for better or for worse but they also i i think what's interesting is that they both underrated and overrated shows have very passionate fan bases i would say very and um that's an interesting correlation Mm. between the two Mm -hmm. and I think I wonder if sometimes those middle of the road shows, you know, that don't get enough. Uh, not that they're underrated, but they're just, you know, maybe they were properly, maybe properly rated is what we'll yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. That those kind of sometimes you don't hear as much from those type of shows, but then you'll hear a lot about the underrated stuff because it's underrated, or the overrated stuff because it's just been in our face for so long. Yeah. Um. I will say, I think the overrated shows, in my opinion, Rachel could not agree with me, but um, in my opinion, I think they are ones that ge- generally, I'm speaking general a generalization, that have generally changed, like, the theater landscape. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, for better or for worse. I think overall, shows that people are like, ugh, really we're talking about that still like i think at the time when they first came out they were like you know groundbreaking but now it's just like oh it's not groundbreaking anymore like that type of thing um but i don't know in in my opinion i think shows are still groundbreaking regardless so that's my opinion that's what we are yeah, that's where we are. I don't know what uh, uh, anything else you want to get into before we discuss our overrated shows. Mm. <laughs> no, I think okay. that's it. We're still gonna be friends okay. after this. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, of course. Of course. You know, it's gonna be yeah. good. Well, Rachel, I'll go first. How about that? Yeah. I'll go first. Great. That sounds good. On my first show, I have. <clears throat> One that we may have teased in the beginning. Um, I, <laughs> I thought I, I thought I'd maybe open with this because we we have talked about it a little bit already on the show in our Tony's Rewind. Um, forgive me, I don't know the episode. I don't know. It was 1998 Tony's. I think it was one of the first Tony's we did. And uh, anyway, I'm talking about The Lion King is what, mm-hmm. I, is what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a sore subject, I know, because Rachel, this was the first show Rachel saw back after the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so she has it fresh in her mind. I first saw it when I was about eight years old, maybe, or, or 10 years old at the Kennedy Center in, in D.C. And with my dad. And um, this little boy was kicking my dad's chair the whole time. <laughs> And my dad <laughs> pretty much hated it. <laughs> Aww, hated it. Hated mystery. the whole experience. I know. But I remember really enjoying the show. Um, and, and if I'm honest, I have not seen it since. But right. I I actually would would love to see it again because I would love to see it with with 
um, fresh eyes with new. I have new eyes now. Did you guys know? Mm, you got um, surgery. <laughs> and but I I do want to say right up at the top that I I understand like the things that it that Lion King were ground broke as far as you know a, it actually wasn't even the first Disney show. It was the Puppets. second. Yeah. Puppets, you know, um, African culture on stage that was represented, yeah, like, yeah, authentically. Uh, even just representation in general as far as, you know, African Americans being shown on stage. I mean, it's gotten so many black and African American individuals um, work, which is so incredible. So those things I, I, I can appreciate. But I feel like even in terms, if you look at it just like Disney shows... I don't think personally where we even are now with all the Disney stuff. It, I think it's one of the weaker. I th- personally think it's one of the weaker ones. I think and also like it's just I feel like it's so commercial. I feel like at the time when it first came out, it was it was groundbreaking. But now I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. I'm a little over it. That's how I feel. <laughs> yes, I hear it. I understand-ish. I get it, kind of. I guess my question, Taylor, is like, is it just, are you just done? Like, Are you like, why is it still this popular? Or are you like, why are we not putting money into making, you know, uh, Moana a stage adaption? Like, you know, like, Ooh, what are uh, you... Or Encanto? Come on. What, yeah. We're like, what, what for you is the part where you're like, this is overrated about this now yeah there's a little part in my little theater heart that always wanted hunchback to go to broadway yeah so there's that you know we both we both got together got to see it in new jersey and but i don't think like lion king is not the reason that hunchback didn't go to broadway i mean that's not like there's they're they're not related but and and we've had that discussion before on the show of like there has to be big shows for people to stay on Broadway. First of all, because that keeps Broadway afloat. And right. second of all, because, you know, people come from all over and you have to have these big shows mm-hmm. for people to come. But I, I honestly, I don't know. I think I'm just, maybe also there's a part of it too that Lion King was never like nostalgic for me. Like I love mm-hmm. Lion King, but I'm not like, like Beauty and the Beast for me or Newsies even or... um. I'm trying to think of another, like, even Little Mermaid, I think I, like, like feel mm. a little more nostalgic to me. And, like, yeah. just feel, I, I think the stories are maybe a little better. But, yeah, I think that's also, an, I think those are other reasons for it. And Yeah, I, I guess I'm just not as connected to The Lion King as other people are, so... It makes sense. I think the other thing yeah. to consider, of course, is that this is the biggest show for children on Broadway longstanding, right? Mm-hmm. Like not for yeah. children on Broadway, but for children to see on Broadway. Um, right. And I think that's part of it. But I, I, I hear you. I'm, I, there are times when I'm like, are we done? Like, why is this still here? But I right. think I, I think the the novelty hasn't worn off. But I do wonder if there could be a way that the success of this show brings forth the success yeah. of other shows. Um, and well, in a way like, that like other things didn't stay, right? Like right. Beauty and the Beast didn't stay. Newsies didn't stay yeah. that as long, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Little Mermaid didn't stay. Like to think about yeah. all of those shows that Aladdin, I mean, Aladdin's still there, right? Or is it gone? 
I think is it just touring? No, I think it is still there. Yeah. So, but like you know, Aladdin is the you know now still on Broadway, I guess. But yeah, right. Like just thinking yeah. about other things that Disney has produced. Frozen didn't stay. So right, too soon. which is really but, yeah. Surprising. Um, yeah. But right. <laughs> so I wonder. I wonder if part of this is like this is what's sustaining Disney on Broadway. Like right. they have a lot of they have a lot of money, I'm sure, but I wonder if a lot of their revenue this is something that they know that they're gonna have right. all the time. Yeah. And then they're able to produce yeah. new shows. Yeah. So I and hear one quick, you. One I quick note one quick note I wanna say yeah. before we get on to Rachel's is that like I am a big kid at heart. I love kid stuff. I love watching animated movies. I love all the things. But also like I think my take like if I was ten, I think I would have obviously I loved it. Like I think I ate yeah. it up. But now I'm like, oh, Next Normal is like one of the best shows. Like I'm not like, right. I don't know if I'm the main demographic for The Lion King anymore. No, you're not. And I think, and I think that's the difference <laughs> too. And I'm and I'm yeah. self aware enough to be like, hey, it's okay. You don't have to yeah. like The Lion King. Yeah. So, but I do hear anyway. you. I do hear yeah, you. And sure. I, it makes me question like, why can't we have a Monsters Inc. musical? Like, well, I know it's not Disney, Billy Crystal. You're so. already on Broadway. Come on. <laughs> Let's get to it. We know those one hundred and one Dalmatian puppets look great, so we can do it. We reposted we that on our gram, it. so everyone go go check that out. All right, Rachel, hit me up with your first show. I don't know okay. if you're gonna hit us with a with a Titanic already, but um, no, I'm I'm, I'm gonna give the Titanic one as an honorable mention because it was one we mentioned before. But I tried Love to rank it. mine in like the least overrated to most overrated. Mm, yeah, yeah. Out of the overrated shows that I picked and. <laughs> Number five, actually, I'm going to mention it. Number five, it, I have down, which I did not want to put down because I like this show a lot and have seen it twice, is Phantom of the Opera. Mm. It's like when you Google the number one overrated show, like that's one of the first things that pops up. Yeah. I hear it. I see it. I have a similar vibe to Taylor. I'm like yep. really invested in yeah. the show. The target This is also on my list as well. Yeah. So, the target demographic yeah. isn't me either. Right. It's like... But I, it's like, I don't know. There's something mystical about it. Majestic, dare I say. <laughs> but, <laughs> Little you know, Easter like, egg there. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, I think it's so funny. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, I love and, it. But yeah, like I just, I, it is a tad overrated. Yeah. However, however, I also don't think that, I think that, it's not actually overrated in the musical industry. Like, I think it's popular. I think it's name brand. I think it's why you say Kleenex when you mean tissue. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, people who don't know. Phantom of the Opera is Kleenex? Yeah, they know. They know Phantom. And I don't actually think it's overrated in the musical theater space. So that's why it's number five, because it's definitely overrated mm. in, like, the world at large like good grief but at the same Mm. time i don't think it's as overrated in the musical industry yeah and it's i mean but to be fair it's a great show as we've just as we've discussed already i I think it's a great show again we talked about too and we talked a lot about this on our phantom deep dive episode you guys can go listen to it as well about the show in general but i will say like all of these shows are good, at least. Like, yeah. they're good base well, level. Some yeah. of them, eh, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but, 
But um, <laughs> but I will say with Phantom, I think a lot of it, at least from my point of view, is also, I mean, putting aside even Andrew Lloyd Webber's, you know, political opinions now, yeah. but I think a lot of it, even before all, you know, even before COVID, I think a lot of it is just so, Phantom is so associated with Andrew Lloyd Webber that it's almost like he's like this, like, king god. And it's like, okay, but also he did. And I know there are other composers that we'll probably talk about that are also put up on a pedestal. But he's also just, like, a guy who wrote, like, yeah, a good show, but I don't know. I think my other thing is, like, we should love Joseph this much. Like, when I think about the complexity of Joseph and the, like, irony and the, like, ridiculousness that every single song is written in parallel and also in a different style, that's, Mm -hmm. musically, it's it's crazy. It's amazing. And it's so fun. And it's funny. And it's a huge cast. And and, and Phantom great. is just this like soap opera basically. Yeah, stage. and it's great. I'm just yeah. saying like if we were to pick from some of his other work, I, there might be others I would pick. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's yeah. my number five. What about mm. your next one, Taylor? Oh my hit gosh! Us well, hit I us at know. home. Okay, I I have another Android Weber show, so maybe I'll just do that since we're already talking about him. Oh, intrigue. And I think I, you're not going to like this. Oh, no. I Don't already know because that Rum Tum Tugger. No, it's not overrated. It's not overrated. I think, I think Cats False. is overrated because the only False. reason, here's my argument, is the only reason why I think it's overrated is like why do so many people like it and also why, <laughs> why, <laughs> and why, um, why do it lasted so long even in its original run, I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. Here's the thing, too. Listen, I have, if we're talking about, like, backstory about chat, like, this is my, if I'm, like, on a therapist couch talking about cats, this is me. Which I hope you are yeah. constantly. Honestly. I mean, my therapist will definitely hear about it next session. But um, <laughs> my dreams about, you know, memory, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I actually, I have never seen Cats. I tried to watch the movie. It Obviously, we all know the movie, I guess, is not canon. It's just a hater. But <laughs> here's the thing is that my parents are allergic to cats. And I think that I also. Can't. That cannot <laughs> that, be the backstory. That cannot be your villain backstory to this. You are not the Joker. No. I mean, this is my story, Rachel. And you can't, oh. this, I'm, I'm the main character in my story. Oh. I'm just kidding. Mm, but it, it's it's cats. Listen, I'm not a super cat hater in general, like just the animal, the animal. But yeah. um, I think that had to do a little bit. And also, I heard my parents saw the original production in London when it was, you know, they also saw like Les Mis. And I don't know if they ever saw Phantom originally, but they were living in London during the 70s and 80s when this was. Yeah being produced so they saw the original production all they could talk about was like the set was really cool and i liked the set but they talked years i mean even before i started musical theater years about how creepy the show was and how like weird and like really weird and my parents even hate like willy wonka and wizard of oz so there's that and i did both of those shows in high school so not a great baseline. So I think that influenced me a lot. Mm. Again, maybe if I saw a really cool production of it, I would like it. But I've also, yes. I read some, you know, we talked about before recording how I read some Reddit forums today about overrated musicals. Um, guys, Reddit is a dark world. Don't go on. Yeah, don't do it. 
don't stick do with it. the library forums. That's what I do. Or or Tumblr, I guess. I don't know. Is Tumblr even a thing anymore? Oh, I, don't know. I miss Tumblr so much. Yeah. Um, okay. But I read a lot of people were like, this show has no plot. There's not really anything going on. It's just like a, you know, a day in the life of a cat, I guess. I don't know. I think it. So my anyway, my opinion is I think it's a little... Uh, uh, just you know just a little overrated also again i don't like cats like cats i'm much more of a dog person if angel Lloyd weber had written a dog musical i would have loved it probably but for some reason he was like let's do cats okay to be fair it's based (laughs) off of a poem oh yeah that's true that's true (laughs) but what if he he changed it and he was like we're gonna do dogs instead oh my gosh all right here's my retort here's my let's give it back to you Also, some things you said were true. It ran for a very long time. It ran for 18 years on Broadway during its first run. With over 7,485 performances. People are saying Cats doesn't get love. But Cats gets love. I will say that was, you know, when it first came when it first right. came to Broadway. And then it ran in on London uh, on the West End in London for 21 years straight at the original run Whoa. with 8,949 performances. So Holy I will crap. say I will say and in Japan it has played over 10,000 performances since it opened in 1983. <laughs> so it has a lot of performances. Here's here's mm. some things. I get it. I see you. But <laughs> Here's the thing, that I feel it was maybe super popular when it first came out, and then it got less popular, and people started hating on it, and then it was cool to hate on cats, and now it is not overrated anymore. It is, in my opinion, sometimes very hated and underrated. It is clearly a high-grossing show, so money-wise and like worldwide audience, it's definitely not underrated. But in the culture, it gets it's like the butt of the jokes in the musical. Well, don't you culture. think that's because the mo- of the movie? Like, didn't the movie? I do. Like... I do think this is partly because of the movie, which was yeah. a terrible adaptation adaptation of it, and also like somehow will be a cult classic in the future. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. I will be there. Don't worry. I think people would say I had I had podcasters I followed on Instagram that did those like what were they called like um. Rowdy, rowdy shows. Yeah, I rowdy wanted to do that. I will confess cats. for yeah. the audience, I saw it three times in the theater. So. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, any. You gave I, your money. <laughs> I, I I I love Cats the musical. Um, I don't like Cats Cats. Um, but like yeah. like the animal. Like the animals, I don't really like them, but. I think that the music is so well done. Like, I I have the record downstairs, and I think that you should just listen to the music start to finish, put all the other things aside, and realize that, like, when you listen to the music that Andrew Lloyd Webber did, it's pretty cool. And the fact that he took something so ridiculously weird and made it even more weird. Right. And, like, it doesn't... I think that's the point. Like, people are like, it doesn't yeah. have a plot. That's the point. It's supposed to be weird. It's, you know, at the time when all this is coming out, it's the 80s. It's the beginning of the 80s. Right. In they London. were all probably on crack. In London. Like, they were, they were going through it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's partly why it's, it's really interesting. And... Stage adaptation wise, uh, the dancing is great. 
The dancing is great. Yeah, like you watch I will the, give it this that. is basically sure like a ballet. It's like basically a ballet. Mm-hmm. But with singing. And and the costumes are kind of cool, I will say. Yeah. Um but I also maybe just like non plot storyline isn't for me. So Yeah, that's fair. It is weird. It doesn't make sense. There's a lot going mm-hmm. on. At parts it's very right. fast and at other parts it's really slow and you're trying to emote with cats. So I hear you. It yeah. is weird. I don't know if it's currently overrated. Mm. I will give you but that at one point it was. I'll take it. I have heard okay. the set is also amazing. Um, it's so, so I'll cool. Give, I'll give it that. Um, Rachel, okay. what's your next one? My next one is a show I've talked about not liking before, and it's Mama Mia. Ooh, I almost put this one on mine. <laughs> well, that's good. That means yeah. we have it in common. Okay, listen. What are we doing here? What is happening? Clearly, once again, I'm not the like target audience. I love, I love Abba. Like it's fine, but right. what? I saw this show finally, finally, uh, in 2016 in mm. the UK. It was touring, mm. and I saw it, and it was great. But I like never, ever, ever in my life need to see it again. <laughs> I've seen the movie once. And that's I have it. seen half of the move, the first movie, and I have seen the sequel. I haven't seen the sequel, just the first movie, okay. and I've seen it once, and I don't need to see it again. And I right. just, I just am like, it's a good show. Like, I'm not trying to say it's terrible. My next one might be terrible, but this one, I don't think it's terrible. But I just am like, why are we still here? Why are mm. we still here? Also, there are other songs by ABBA that are better. Than the tag Mamma Mia. I'm like, and maybe I don't like it now because it's so popular that it's just been like, oh, it's just like over and over and over and over again. And I just don't feel like it's innovative. And maybe it was at the time, but this is like the one of the first jukebox musicals. I will say it premiered April 6, 1999 in the UK. And opened, yeah. And opened um, on Broadway in 2001. So it is mm-hmm. like a really early jukebox musical. Right. And also a non, like it's not about ABBA. Like it's, no. a, it's a story. No. It's True. like Jagged Little Pill. And, it is. You know, yeah. yeah. So I, like, I, I'm sure it was innovative. I'm sure it was great. I've never seen, well, I didn't see it on Broadway, obviously. So, but yeah, I just, I'm over it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I think people put too much stock in it and I'm like, I don't. And especially I, the movie, the movie franchise. Yeah, I agree. The movie's fine. It's not like, I think people, I mean, it made a lot of money. It made like $700 so million. It made so much, much money. money. But again, Meryl Streep and I mean, it has great actors in it. And I will say but, the Broadway show was there for 14 years. Yeah. 14 years running. a long time. It's a long yeah. time. But I also think like, especially with the sequel, it's like, really? Like we're going back to this? Like. Really? Yeah, that's like, how yeah. I feel. No, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Okay. I love Great. that pick. Yay. What is your next one? Oh, I got some. Oh, no. So my next one is, I, I do want to preface by saying that there was a recent movie musical of this. And I love the show, but I think there are, and I love the movie, because it's basically it was basically the same thing. Uh, there are moments in it where Intrigue. I'm like... Uh, like there could be more. Anyway, it's West Side Story. <laughs> mm. Whoa! Did one. not see this coming. <laughs> so I, I, 
first of all, I think, again, this musical was written, I think, 1955. It was um, Sondheim's first musical he ever did. Yeah. And it is uh, an and allegory. And did he just I mean, do lyrics? He just did lyrics, exactly. And I think it's an allegory, or literally based on Romeo and Juliet. So I think... There are obviously could be an argument to be made that Romeo and Juliet is just overrated. <laughs> is that what your play is? Um, but also, <laughs> well, my play is that there are, mo- and again, like the recent movie musical directed by Steven Spielberg, Rachel Zegler, great, incredible, incredible. So but there are moments in it, especially parts where you're like, you just met each other and <laughs> he just killed your brother. And you're still going to stay with it? Like, it's almost a little too, like, really? Like, you're not going to think about this for, like, another minutes? I like that minutes. your overratedness <laughs> is about the actual plot yeah. instead yeah. of about the music. Well, that's, that's why I'm like, is it? Should it be you as, You have some like, issues with plots. <laughs> I guess I'm a plot holy guy. Um, <laughs> that was a bad joke. That I'm so sorry. That didn't make any sense. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know. And, and I think, I think Sondheim to a certain extent would say it's his, I mean, it's his first one. So like, it's his weakest lyrics. Yeah. Like it, the lyrics are just, oh, like there, I mean, like the songs are catchy, but like, obviously when you compare it to like into the woods or Sunday in the park with George, it's like night and day. Yeah. Um, I personally think the remake is 10 times better than the oh, original for sure. movie. For sure. Absolutely. And, Hands uh, which is rare. It's very rare for that to happen, but I think Steven Spielberg is, you know, obviously a genius. I mean, yeah, no one needs to say this, but <laughs> everyone's listening. Oh, yeah, that's right. Steven, who? What? Yeah, um, I didn't think he was a genius is what yeah, our podcast listeners yeah, are thinking. Yeah, that's right. exactly what. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a little I think it's a little overrated, I think. And again, I think it's that and maybe that's a little slipped in with Romeo and Juliet of like, you know, star-crossed lovers. I think when it's done like in a subtle way, it's better. But to me, the storyline of West Side Story is like a little. And again, I think maybe at the time, if I was in 1955 and I saw this, I don't think it would have been overrated. Yeah. But now it's just been so, you know, celebrated as this thing. And I think actually, even before the remake or reimagining is what they say, they don't say it's a remake. The the reimagining of last Love year. It. That um, people would say, I'm gonna reimagine my life sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a real. Can someone just like fairy dust? Yeah, directed by by Steven Spielberg. Oh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, Steven. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I thought Steven Spielberg was gonna redirect you. I mean, he seems like there's a lot. I feel like he would cost a lot of money to hire. So low budget film. Who knows? This was his passion project, so maybe if you set it as a musical, he might do it. Oh, I can do it. Don't worry. There could be a tap dance. Yeah, exactly. I think when before the movie came out, people were like, do we really need this? Like, do we need another reimagining of West Side Story? And I think that kind of encompasses, even though it was amazing, is like, it's like a little like overdone. So that's my opinion. What do you think? Okay. Wow. (laughs) Wasn't prepared. (laughs) I think that your issue actually lies with Romeo and Juliet. Right. Is what I'm hearing you say. Mm-hmm. I, if I were to say that, I would not, I personally would not in this moment say that West Side Story is overrated. I would say there are some songs from West Side Story that are overrated. Mm. 
yeah. uh, in a way that Maria like they being don't one need of them. to be. <laughs> yeah, well, also the the America one, right? Like I just, it's just overrated, and mm-hmm. it was a tagline for so long, and <laughs> I just, you know, it just like it's not even the best thing. And mm. I think maybe you have a problem with ballet and dancing musicals because West Side Story is also a dancing musical. I love the choreography, though, in this It remake. is. It's so good. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, that's part of the plot is, like, it's... Yeah. I hear you. I'm not sure it's overrated. I hear that parts are maybe Romeo and Juliet, the subplot, is overrated mm. um, or o- outplayed, maybe is better, um, overdone. But, yeah, but I wouldn't give I'm it overrated. If I'm not mistaken... If I'm not, maybe I'm not remembering right, but in Romeo and Juliet, Romeo doesn't kill Juliet's brother, right? No. So. This is what I'm saying, is that, like, you literally kill, like, if, that, this is like, but if Mark my wife killed, dies. If my no, wife but cousins die. Heath, Cousins yeah, die. but a cousin, that's different than a brother. But it's not the same, it's basically the same in that time period. It's no, I know, but I'm saying with this plot of like of you, you met what you met like the 48 hours before, and then that's how Romeo like, and Juliet start. Yeah, I know. No, this is what I'm. Yeah, but then the brother killing. It's just like on top of it, and then uh, again, I love that scene where Rachel Zegler and Ariana DeBose are like arguing with each other, and I think it's yeah. gorgeous. But also, I'm kind of on Ariana DeBose's side of like he literally killed your brother, like. <laughs> I think it's just it's just a great imagination moment and like yeah. subconscious moment of like this is what we do in our lives just played in one night. Right. Um and yeah. I love it. I think it's great. I I personally feel like people don't like the West Side Story movie as much as they should because of the controversy with the casting, but right. I I think it's great. I hear yeah. you on what you're saying. I just am choosing to disagree with you. <laughs> That's okay. All right, Rachel. <laughs> give me hit me up with your next one. I'm okay. so ready. My next one is Grease. Ooh. Which is arguably not a good musical. <laughs> Taylor kept saying these are baseline good musicals. And I was like, I don't know, actually. Is Grease That's a good musical? That's interesting. So, the the musical version, the stage version, right. uh, started in Chicago in 1971, came to Broadway in 1972, came to West End in 1973. Mm. Um, and, it, and it stayed there a little while. Uh, on Broadway, it didn't stay but so long. I'm trying to remember. There's been a lot of revivals. Uh, closed in 1980. Yeah, so it stayed for six-ish years years wow math is hard i eight years and then (laughs) it opened again like eight years later you know there's just lots of revivals lots lots of revivals okay Mm -hmm. but the movie the movie that i'm sure you know when you think of greece came out in 1978 (laughs) the movie you know the the famous greece movie yeah that one yeah 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 so here is my thing Mm. personally I don't, I, I think I have a problem the same way you have a problem with Romeo and Juliet with the plot. Right. Here. Yeah. I have a problem with the plot. I have a problem with the baseline. I know it's the 70s. So, like, I also need to think about that context. But there's a lot of grooming situation happening here. Yeah. With Sandy. It also is happening over the span of a week. 
Like, it's how long is this time? I don't know. They were doing, it was the summer and now we're back to school and then she's in a gang. And I, it's also every person is a white person. And there's just like a lot, a lot happening here. Um, A lot of dudes being dudes in a way that like excuses toxic masculinity, which makes sense for the time period. I want to say it is 1970s. I'm, here's my thing. Right. Unlike Mamma Mia, where I was like, why are we making this movie? I feel like it could have been fine just being a stage play, but then the movie was so popular. Right. And then I'm like, I'm over it. I am like, we should have just ended with this movie. Like, it, we did the stage play first. It stayed mm. there for eight years. And then that should have been the end. We should never have done it ever <laughs> again. We'll just do it with that one movie and it'll be a movie you show your kids. And you're like, but guys, it was set in the 70s. So here are some things that they say. And here are some things that they do. And it's not great. And we can talk to them about it. But why? Okay, here's, why? My counter-argument. Why? here's my counter argument to this. Is that why we do we have gotten... a 2022 West End revival? Why? <laughs> But we would have never gotten, like, Max Crumb or Laura Osnes. I hear that, and I'm willing to sacrifice that. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to sacrifice them all. I feel like all would have figured it out. I feel like all would have made it. Maybe we would have had better Legally Blonde contestants. I don't know. I'm just (laughs) saying that literally no one needed to revive this. No one needed to revive it. After the movie was there... We didn't need to revive it. And you know what we also didn't need? Grease 2. We did not need that. <laughs> I know people that defend Grease 2. I, I know. know people that I know it. it. I know it. I've seen yeah. it more than once. I regret. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it is overrated. It has been revived so many. It's just like, why? Why? You, why can't we just feel, leave it there? Do you feel like maybe Grease walked so, like, Hairspray could run a little bit? Maybe, but I, like, Hairspray also was, people were like, it's overrated. I'm like, it's not. It, like, is a no, good show. Hairspray's actually great, and, and I love great. the movie. I don't and care what great. people say. Love, I the, love movie. the movie. I love the stage yeah. show. We should do it again. We can reimagine how we might do certain things, but, like, you know. Right. It, but Grease, unbelievably, like, why would you, why would you, after John Travolta does, and, and like, why, after you have Olivia Newton-John, Why? Why would you mm. ever do anything else yeah. after that? Yeah. I love it. I wonder if you could do, like, a modern retelling of it. Like, make it modern. Well, and, like, clearly West tra- End is about to do it. And is that, about what, to, is that what it's set in modern day? No, like, I don't Legally think Blonde so. Doing? Oh, I don't okay. think so. But I'm like, that's why I'm like, this is not, I don't, I don't like yeah. this. Because I think, arguably, the, the best part about revivals is that you can... Reimagine you know, them. Set it, yeah, re- exactly. Reimagine it with Steven Spielberg. Honestly, yeah. that is that's gonna be our tagline now. Yeah, yeah. Reimagined. I so that's mine. Do not disagree. I think. Okay, I great. Think that's, Thank I you. Think, I think common I. Ground. There are common ground. There are songs in Greece that are great. Yeah. Iconic. Even I mean, you're the one I want. Iconic. I mean, I'm not saying it's not iconic. I just yeah. wanted it to be like preserved the way it is and like we right. don't need to touch it ever again like it just can right. be a classic like south pacific also should never come back on stage because it's so controversial will right. i still watch it yeah i've watched it i've seen it <laughs> i like the music 
But, like, we don't need to do it again. Like, we can just leave it there. There are some things that we can just leave where they are, recognize that they changed the shape of theater, and just leave them there. Because, you know what? There's other good stuff out there. And that's the thing. That is the point of an overrated show. Is, like, you're, like, it takes up space that it doesn't need to anymore. Yeah. Or never should have. Yeah. Okay, I'm heated. I'm heated, and I have two more. You're heated. Yes, give us one more, and then I'll do mine, and then we can end with your last one. Okay, oh boy, sit down, Taylor. Buckle up. My next oh, one... <laughs> oh, my next one is Hamilton. Mm, here we go. <laughs> Yay. Hey. Okay. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Okay, exactly. <laughs> okay. Hamilton, I'm going to start off by saying I'm going to do it some justice hamilton is a great musical i have seen it it has changed the shape of modern musical history it maybe single-handedly kept broadway alive financially (laughs) and theater investor people there and like willing to put their life on the line to produce musicals while it was running absolutely it changed the way that we thought we could cast roles it changed the way we thought about how we could write certain shows and if we could do his like history it totally shaped and although in the heights started this if not other right. shows yeah it it totally shaped the way that we feel what kind of music is appropriate for quote unquote the theater mm-hmm. and all of those things are amazing and we have some freaking phenomenal stars who come out of hamilton absolutely the set design the costume design like it deserved all the tony so i'm not trying to dispute that it is a good musical because it is great right. It is iconic. It will forever be. But can we move on yet? (laughs) Like, I get it. I get it. And also, Mm. like, if Hamilton is the only show you've seen and you've seen... That's the only show you've seen and you're obsessed with it and you say that you love musical theater, no, you just love Hamilton. And that's fine. Just own that you just love Hamilton. Right. Because... There's so much more to the musical theater space and so much more that like Lynn brought in that makes Mm. Hamilton really awesome that you only recognize when you are in the musical theater space. So I'm annoyed at all the people. This is my similar thoughts to Phantom. I'm annoyed at all the people who think that Hamilton's the only musical theater thing out there and that anyone who doesn't love Hamilton as much as they do is wrong and like could never be good enough. And I'm like, well, actually, we just, we paid our dues to Hamilton. We bow down still. And now we're doing, invested in other things. We were here before Hamilton. So, yeah, yeah, we were, you and I were literally sitting at the table and you were like, Rachel, you have to see this show. And I was like, I'm sleeping on it. And then my other friend and I did not buy tickets and we forever will regret it. I swear that will be on our tombstone. Well, I don't even mean that, but I just mean like we've been theater fans even before Hamilton. Yeah, and I get yeah. I get that this has brought on a new... I think maybe that's what I'm struggling with. And it, and it became a secondary struggle. It was an original struggle when Hamilton was on Broadway. But it originally, like, you know, original cast. But it became... This is, a, what, this is what Rachel talks about with her therapist. Is yeah. Hamilton. But it became yeah. a secondary struggle when the pro shot came out during the pandemic. Because right. then, you know, I, I've expressed before that I've had a lot of struggle with, like, releasing the idea that theater can happen outside of the actual theater which once again access is important and so i recognize that we need pro shots and it's it's really great but i struggle when that 
there like I feel like at the end of Hamilton, there should be like a little, you know how it says watch next episode. The next thing should be like another musical or like an interview from Lin-Manuel Miranda saying, here are the things you should do next to continue your musical theater journey. Like, I just feel like we we dropped all these people into the musical theater realm and then we didn't do anything with them. And I don't know whose fault that is, but I'm blaming the people who like Hamilton. <laughs> I have a couple points I want to okay. say. Okay, all right. Do you actually like turn. in your in your real life? Do you actually know people that are just like I just like Hamilton? And I don't. Yes, I, don't, I, I don't do. Know oh, really? Okay, I don't. Know I, if do I do know these people, and they like were not musical theater people before, right. and then all of a sudden right. Hamilton came around, and well, <sighs> sorry. I would no. argue that that's a good thing then, because then I at agree. least they're being exposed Got to that. something. But as far as the Disney Plus thing, I actually think maybe it's just an algorithm thing for me. But when I I don't watch Hamilton all the time, (laughs) but when I do, but every week when I do, yeah, yeah, when I when it says uh, it'll say like here's Into the Woods because Disney owns Into the Woods and here's you know stuff like that. But um, actually, you know, I don't. I, I understand your argument. I actually totally get it. And I, I think maybe you're the same sentiment of cats, of how you feel about cats. Yeah. Is how I feel about Hamilton. And I know, again, I was going to say this before we were recording, but I refrained from it. I know I'm like a basic theater bitch. Like, <laughs> being like, what's your favorite show? Oh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Like, I do love Hamilton. But I also, like, yeah, I love, like, Ragtime and Next to Normal, yeah. too. Like, those yeah. are shows that no one even knows about. This is fair. So, I think that that is, I think that's my thing. I do think that's, yeah. I think that is what's hard. And and I think the, it's the same problem with, like, Phantom being the older generation and the older culture, like, always references Phantom or Chicago, Right. right? And we're now we're now in a space where everything like for a long period of time and even still I will see people with T-shirts that have Hamilton like people will reference Hamilton in pop culture spaces, which should be a good thing. And like I have to just sit with the fact that it is good, but it also is like there's so much more here and we're spending too much time like if this is the gateway theater drug to get you in we need to make sure you're hooked like we want to get you in there and like make sure you're seeing other things like you like ragtime or that you're interested in next to normal or that you care about 13 the musical right like yeah so it is not yeah and we're also not that far removed so maybe that's also the thing is like we haven't Maybe it's overrated because it's just extremely popular and we're still riding that wave and eventually it will be like normalized, but we're just right in the middle still of Hamilton being. Yeah. And I'm sure some people think this about, and I saw this a little bit online of like Book of Mormon a little bit Yeah. or Wicked to a certain extent. Yeah. Because. People were hating on Wicked and I said, I'm out of here, fam. I know. But. Book of Mormon is an interesting example because it was a behemoth when it first opened. I mean, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. I think Hamilton is, it's, I I don't know, maybe this is a hyperbole or, is that the right word? Who knows? But this is, uh, I I think Hamilton is an anomaly almost of like, Mm -hmm. it truly, like, in our modern era, 
it tr well yes that in my opinion but it truly in the modern era like went to every sector of pop culture and took yeah. it over oh true. like i think you could literally like talk to someone on the subway or you know if, if you're in a subway area i don't know why mm -hmm. i'm talking like i live in a city <laughs> neither of us live in a place that have a subway, subway. <laughs> i know if you're at subway if you're getting if you're a sandwich panera yeah. or subway exactly yeah. uh not a sponsor <laughs> If you're at one of these, you could, my point is that you could literally be walking down the street and being like, and be like, yeah, that song from Hamilton. Like literally everyone yeah. would know. And I think, yeah, that can be overwhelming. And also, yeah, it's like, oh, wow. And, and again, like you're saying, like, we're still talking, like, it's still a thing right. when the Disney Plus thing. And then, you know, in 15 years, a movie will come out and we'll still be talking like a, an yeah. actual movie movie will come out and yeah whatever so yeah it's interesting but then again i mean i think you know to even talk about wicked like there are people that are like we're still talking about the wicked movie like we're still mm -hmm. talking about wicked like it's <laughs> yeah i want to talk myself so, back off the ledge a tad um mm. because i i don't know if we recorded this but when we were talking about our phantom episode my mom texted me after and told me the amount of times that she saw phantom with different people wow. uh in in at, on broadway i think i texted you that right tay and like how many times you, i don't know yeah i, I know think so did. that she saw phantom like 10 times or right, whatever i right. i wrote it down but Right, because everyone who was going to New York with her, everyone, it was their first time to New York. Right. And, or their first time to Broadway in a while. And so they wanted to see Phantom. And right now, currently, Hamilton is here in Nashville for the first time. I'm, I'm pretty sure in Nashville. And I know how many people are super excited to see it. And, like, this is their first time seeing it. And so it maybe yeah. is like theater snob snobby of me right, to be like, right. how dare we still be on this Hamilton thing when like people actually haven't yet seen it in person and want to. And if they go to the theater, t yesterday was opening night. So if they go tonight to the theater for the first time because they love Hamilton because right. they've heard all the songs and this is the first time they've been to the theater and then they know where their theater is and then they decide they're going to come back in a month for To Kill a Mockingbird, then like good good for the theater yeah. and yeah. so i need to like have a quick moment with myself and remind <laughs> myself that that's partly partly this is different than greece where i'm like no uh mm. you know hamilton is good and i just yeah. uh, have been over it versus yeah. it maybe being overrated well i think that's interesting i two points and then we can end on hamilton if, if you're also finished. yeah mm -hmm. but um closing it out here i think two it's a show can be overrated, but it's okay. It's, it can, it's okay mm. that it's overrated. It's fine. I mean, like we can be okay. We can live in that. It can, you know, we can live in, yes, this is a great musical, but also it's a little overrated. And yeah, I think also too the, I would argue the people that are going to seek out those theater, even if Hamilton's their first theatrical thing, the people yeah. that are going to seek out those musicals, they would have done it anyway. They would have yeah. done it. They would have sought out shows. It just would have been something else that got them mm. into it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if Hamilton's the la the launching off point for that, great. And if it's not for another person, great. At least they got to see it one night of amazing yeah. theater. That's so, yeah. yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tay, give me your give me your last one. My final one may be a little spicy. We'll oh, see. More spicy? No, I feel like all of mine have been spicy. <sighs> I feel like I don't we know. ran a marathon. 
Mine is, again, kind of akin to maybe the first one I was talking about because I thought, as soon as I was talking about Lion King, I thought of it because oh, my next no. one is a Shakespeare play and okay. it's Macbeth. <laughs> oh, how dare you say yeah. it? I feel like, I know, I had to say it. I, maybe this recording will be cursed now, but <laughs> oh, no. I feel like, like, maybe I feel the same way about, like, the Romeo and Juliet thing, but I feel like there are just some Shakespeare shows that, like, no one ever talks about and, like, no one ever well, does. Well, supposedly if, we can't talk about this one and you're talking yeah, about it, so. Yeah. We can't talk about Bruno. No, we can't talk about Macbeth. Um <laughs> <laughs> Please, but, <laughs> please remake that song to that. I would. We don't talk about Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just put the reasons why. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just feel like it's like it was. I think it just had a Broadway revival with um, hmm. James Bond himself. Yeah. And Ruth Nega. And I'm like, okay, cool. And like the, it was like a. It looked, I saw some pictures of them like bowing or something like doing the bows. I don't know. And they, it was like a steampunk type of thing. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But I don't know. I feel like we're just over that. I, I don't know. I guess Shakespeare's supposed to be timeless, I guess. But maybe I'm just a little over Macbeth. I find it interesting that out of all the Shakespeare plays, you pick Macbeth. I just think. I mean, again, Romeo and Juliet could have gone alongside Hamlet? this. Eh, I don't know. Hamlet? I don't know. I've never seen Macbeth done, so that's partly... That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I'm like... I mean... I, I'm a huge Midsummer fan, and I'm like, where's all the Midsummer love? When has that okay, been revived? You and yeah. I agree on this one. Yes, and you and yes. I want to be in it, which we also right, know. Right, um, We also know it's going to happen one day. Yeah, I I hear you on Macbeth. I think this is Maybe also it's my not wi- that controversial. It's Maybe this is my Wi Fi password, so I, that's really funny. Um, <laughs> Macbeth is your wife. You might want to change that. Well, I call it, it's well. I don't say its name, but it's the Scottish King. I see. So everyone now okay. can know my Wi Fi password, but you don't right. know what the Wi Fi name is. So good well, luck. Well, and also, um, Macbeth is referenced in Hamilton. So yeah. That's I mean, I think but... I think that it's I I'm sure technically, if we were to take a big step back, like a ginormous lunge backward, technically all of Shakespeare would be overrated. Right. 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 Because you know you you know I'd be doing those large lunges. <laughs> yeah, you know you know how it is when we work out. Yeah. Um, but like, right. We don't fully know the history and the richness of mm. other potential playwrights at that time because everyone decided to preserve Shakespeare. Yeah. And for better or for worse, that's what we have uh, in that experience. And so in some and, and in some ways it has been uh, that and Greek mythology have been and Roman mythology have been like the pe- like the the foundation pieces for almost mm. every other story we tell. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think sometimes sometimes Shakespeare is overrated. Yeah. I'm unsure if I would pick Macbeth over the most overrated, but I hear you, and it's fine, mm. and I agree that we should have Midsummer Night's Dream on Broadway, so let's do it. Absolutely. It Absolutely. Tom Holland's and Dea in <gasps> Midsummer yes. Night's Dream. Raven Simone. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, it's musical, but Midsummer it. Night Dream. It's musical, but Midsummer Night's Dream. I love it. Maybe I'm just... 
like lumping all of Shakespeare into yeah. it and Macbeth. Which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine. Absolutely. I, yeah. I can be and on I, that page. Maybe like I'm like we should stop with the superstition. Just say Macbeth in the theater. Who cares? <laughs> I am staying silent. I shall Rachel not speak though. against the superstition. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay, Rachel, bring us home. What's your last overrated show? Okay, my last overrated show. Are you ready? Please don't hate me. Oh, I'm ready. No, I'm, oh. I'm afraid. I don't think you're going to hate me as much, Taylor. I think our audience might hate me. Um, So my number one, like the first thing I thought about when I thought about overrated shows was The Greatest Showman. Oh, I do. I totally agree. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think our yeah. audience might hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I, who um, cares? We'll still be doing this so show. So <laughs> it's true. Here's my thing about the Greatest Showman. I have a few points, uh, and then I'll let you go. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> They're really brief because yeah. I'm, yeah, I love it. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't think this is a good movie. Like, I just, Baseline wasn't a good movie. The cinematography yeah. wasn't great. The yeah. costuming could have, the costuming maybe was the best part. The storyline, meh. The <laughs> casting was maybe okay. I would yeah, argue the choreography still... is probably the best part. Okay, chore- I'll give that the choreography. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to agree on the music. I don't love this music. There's Really? I don't. I would argue the music is the best part of the movie. No, I don't love the music. I don't... I Maybe if I'm the like, music... This is me. This is me. I do. I do. But I'm like... The, we could have done... The, Camp Rock could have been revived, reimagined. And we could have sang it. I like that song. It's Steven I like Spielberg. the song. Steven Spielberg's Camp Rock. <laughs> I'm crying because that would be so good. <laughs> Uh, we could have Jonas Brothers that aren't Jonas Brothers Honestly. with purity rings. Yeah, oh, well. it's on, it's but, on, it's on. We sang it last last episode. It's on. I know. It's on. Here's my Amazing. thing. I like Pasek yeah. and Paul. Obviously, I just think these these songs stand alone. If I didn't know anything about the show, if I didn't know anything mm, about the plot, yep. I would like them. If they were just like yeah. released on an album, if they were songs in a different musical, mm-hmm. I would like them. I just don't like the story. I don't really know if I love the casting. The script is not good. The script is terrible, but the, also the way terrible. the movie is is bad. And here, once again, maybe it's because every child I know sings the This Is Me song, or it's somehow been co-opted also into like weirdly spiritual things where like it's like Christian TikTok really somehow is at me right now, and it's like this is me and it's things about god and i'm like i'm just please stop thank you so i don't know i just don't know and my spicy take is i love this zendaya and zach efron no chemistry no chemistry whoa that's the final point i'll leave on because i don't like it so you're saying it should have been tom holland and zendaya i'm saying it could have been two other people. Yeah. It could have, it just, the chemistry was terrible. And I was like, mm. I don't, I'm not believing also, any part of this. Okay. I have a confession. I actually did not finish the movie. So <laughs> that's how bad it was. That's how bad. I was like, this is <laughs> not good. Amazing. I didn't, I, I couldn't finish Honestly, it. Honestly, the crosswalk version of this is better <laughs> than the movie. Shout out to James Corden's crosswalk. Who, who, who you know, 
James Corden has his haters, but those crosswalk musicals are the crosswalk musicals are things I'm watching. A godsend, so. yeah, yeah. Um, I will say one last thing. <laughs> well, first of all, Will, will Swenson's in this movie. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, wow, wonderful. But Amazing. how would you would you feel any differently if this was like a stage musical? Yes. And then they yes. fleshed it out yes. a little bit. Yes. Okay. I would like it. Yeah. I don't mind that we're talking about the circus. I don't mind. People were all about, we shouldn't talk about P.T. Barnum. I was like, honestly, that's not the problem I have with this plot. I mean, I have a, I do have a problem with that. But like, if it was staged, we would all get over it. And there's just more depth. There's something about this that was like almost trying to be so, like, I just felt even the This Is Me song is more powerful when I have no idea that it's through at this plot because I just didn't believe it. In the movie. Mm. It's, yeah. she, uh, I mean, um, what's the, the actress's name who sings this? Ke- um, Keala, Ke- Ke- Keala Seedle, right? Se- or yep, she's in um, Waitress. So she's I saw her, yeah. yeah, I saw her in the original yeah. show of Waitress. I mean, she can sing. That woman yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And she does an amazing job singing this song. And personally, no one else should sing it besides her. Right. But... I, well, I've seen Cynthia Riva sing it too on YouTube. Okay, fair. Oh, wow, that's Incredible. amazing. She but do what I'm saying is, it's like I don't believe it in the in the movie. Mm, yeah. When I saw the rehearsal of her singing it, yeah. Have you seen this video? Yeah, yeah. I wept, openly wept. Yeah. In the movie, I had no emotions. I didn't mm. like it one bit. So that's I'm just saying it really missed the mark, and people really like it, and I'm kind of like, why? Mm, yeah. Why? Uh. Well, as we're wrapping up here, do you just want to say quickly about The Greatest Showman? There was a sequel for the film in talks in 2019, but as of Disney um, buying Fox, apparently with the distribution deal, it is not in the works anymore. So Disney's like, no, we don't want more Greatest Showman. Also, there was a Barnum musical stage show in 1980, and the London West End version, the original cast had Michael Crawford. Oh my gosh. Yeah, playing Barnum. Wow. Also, apparently, allegedly, the entire story of Greatest Showman is, like, not true at all. Yeah. Like, like apparently, which I don't doubt that P.T. Barnum was kind of, like, a horrible person. An asshole. Person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Yeah. We're not supposed yeah. to curse. No. My it's bad. okay. We can curse. Whatever. I said bitch. It's fine. <laughs> Guys, what a fun, what a fun discussion on overrated oh shows. Gosh. I think it was, wow. you know, civil. We d- we agreed, we disagreed, we yeah. had some fun discussions. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Please let us know on social media what your overrated shows are. Yes. Let us if know. You ag- yes, if you disagreed, if you agreed, keep it civil down in those comments, guys. We don't <laughs> want to start any. Facebook or Instagram or <laughs> Wars or whatever. Can you imagine? Yeah. Hmm. It would be amazing. Iconic. Well. All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week as we let's, get through it with laughs. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do this it. is, if you're joining us for the first time, this is welcome. a segment. Welcome. Yeah, hey. Yeah. You survived hey. the episode, and mm. this is the very yeah. end, where Taylor and I talk about um, a theater character that we feel like for this week. So we think, how have we been feeling? And then we think of a theater character who has the same kind of feelings or thoughts. Absolutely. We would also love to hear your characters, so comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week. You may get a shout-out on a future episode of the show. Yeah. 
So do yeah. it. Check us do out it. on socials. Um, Rachel, well, who is your character this week? My character this week is kindly inspired by a conversation we had before recording. Mm, love it. If you've been listening for the last 25-ish episodes, this is 26. Mm. So uh, if you've been listening, you might have heard a trend about me spilling things on my desk Mm-hmm. While I am trying to talk to Taylor, I'm constantly late because I need to make tea. Um, and often I spill the tea, like physically She's spilling on the, the tea. desk. Yeah. And I also am a Gemini, so I spill the tea. <laughs> and so this How many week, times do Rachel say she's a Gemini on the podcast? <laughs> almost as much as though I'm going to reference that I'm in a tap class. And yep. that's why I'm Mrs. Potts. Ooh, he's so steamy. Steamy. <laughs> Bubbling and brewing. She's whistling. Wajel's whistling at everyone. Spilling that tea. Oh, uh, where's I love Chip? It. All right, I love it. your turn. Where is Chip? What is that's your, a, that's what a is question for the ages. Well, I am breaking the rules a little bit, like love Rachel it. did. I did. I actually I did. am two people this week. Ooh. Um, and the reason why I'm both of these people, these lovely people that we both love, is uh, I feel like work has been just such a grind mm. and it's just hitting me in the face all the time. Mm-hmm. And adult life is, you know, it is what it is. And yeah. uh, <laughs> can I be Fair. more down and negative? No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. But both of these people, I feel like they're always going down to the wire. They're back, you know, they're, they're writing musicals right up to the last minute. For Marilyn Monroe, I am Deborah Messing and Christian Borel, Julia Houston, and Tom Levitt from Smash. So amazing. That is so amazing. They're always staying up late, that getting the work done. They're doing was the was incredible. Yeah. Wow. That's how I feel. Where's the dramaturgy? <laughs> Who knows? Oh. Where's the Where's the Joe DiMaggio? Wow. <laughs> Wow. All I can say yeah. is, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. I have no notes. Yeah. Well, pl- also plugging Amazing. the new Marilyn Monroe movie coming out in oh, September yeah. on Netflix. So excited for it. So I'm everyone intrigued. check that out on the Darmus. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you would like to join in on our discussion on overrated shows or your character of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week.